the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You can drive all night Looking for the answers in the pouring rain You want to find peace of mind Looking for the answers Funny how it seems like yesterday Is I I'm Ron Black, talking all things financial. Joining me now, Chris Siaccia from TheStreet.com, tech editor. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? Doing well. One of the stories you pitched today was a pretty interesting one for the Bay Area. Yahoo not doing so well. Um, we all know the story. If you strip out Alibaba, if you strip out Yahoo Japan, there's absolutely no value being given to Yahoo's core business. So it's an incredible value if you think someone's going to acquire it or if you think somehow Yahoo's going to incrementally improve. Um, How bad was their quarter, in your opinion? It wasn't anything to write home about. It wouldn't be – if I were Marissa Marissa Meyer, I wouldn't exactly tout this. They missed on both the top and bottom line, um, and she kind of harped on the fact that her deal with Mozilla – to make Yahoo the default search provider was this big win for them. But if you actually dig down through the numbers, you know, you know, looking through the looking glass, you'll see that actually search continues to be a problem for them. If you exclude, you know, what it what they spent to acquire the traffic, numbers actually fell three percent year over year. So they're not doing so hot in their core business, and it it continues to to muddle along. But she's getting a pass from investors. Because she's giving them treats. She talked about Yahoo Japan, and then you have the Alibaba spin later this year. So she's getting a she's getting a pass until she, until you know those events happen, and then you know it's up to her to really figure out how to turn the core business around. Isn't she kind of damned if she does and damned if she doesn't? In the sense that if she does succeed in getting some traction, then she'll probably use some of that cash that cash flow to go out and acquire other companies, maybe issue some Yahoo shares in that proposition. So on a level, she's kind of stopping herself from getting into trouble by not executing and performing well. But at the same time, investors are saying that's good because then, you know, we can get some value out of selling the company later and breaking it up. It's it's really a, a perplexing issue that she's in. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, there are few, if any, other CEOs that are in this situation that Meyer is in with Yahoo. And you're right. Because if she does turn the business around, she could use that money to to go out and acquire other businesses, which is something investors are extremely adamant against. Everyone is, was freaked out that Yahoo was in talks to buy Foursquare, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then CNBC came out and said they were not, and investors were a little bit relieved for you know when that happened. But Yahoo has been a good steward of returning cash to shareholders. You know, I think they've returned something around nine billion dollars in the form of buybacks um, to to shareholders since Meyer came on in 2012. 
So despite the worries, you know, they've, they've shown that they can do it. It's a question of whether they will actually continue to do it, and that's something that investors are, you know, considerably worried about. And, you know, Meyer is in a really – you're right, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, and it's not something that I would want to be in. I'm in financial media, and I jokingly – I live in the Silicon Valley. I jokingly make her kind of a, a love interest of mine. I think she's beautiful. She's a blonde, blue eyes. She had the killers play at her wedding. Um, she got a pass from all of media. She was a darling for the first 18 months on the job. Are we now starting to judge her, and is her clock ticking as a, as a CEO? You know, it, that's a good question. I think the clock has been ticking for about six months now. The average lifespan of a CEO of a publicly traded company is about three and a half years, and we're starting to, to approach that. Um, you're right. She was a media darling. You know, she was in a spread in Vanity Fair, um, or, or Vogue, excuse me. She you know this big pic, uh, layout. You're right. She's a very attractive woman. Right. People see her as you know this more than just a CEO. She's almost like a like a rock star rock or an star. icon. But you're right. Investors aren't happy with the job that she's done, and they really haven't been job or happy with the job that previous Yahoo CEOs have been done to try to turn the company around. So I suspect that unless there's you know a major turnaround within the next six to twelve months, you know maybe we see some pressure from an activist investor uh, or even, you know, potentially even SoftBank, which owns uh, yeah, part of Yahoo Japan along with Yahoo. You know, maybe they put some pressure on Yahoo to, to force a regime change. Anything else that you want to talk about with Yahoo? I, I think, you know, just the fact that investors have something to look forward to with, um, you know, the potential spin, tax-free spin of Yahoo Japan is a little bit of a carrot to investors, and then you have the Alibaba spin coming later this year. But if you are, you know, hoping for a turnaround in the core business, you're going to be waiting a long time. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccio with TheStreet.com. He is the tech editor at TheStreet.com. Great articles, just like the conversation we just had, can be found at TheStreet.com. More investment-oriented, some sector-oriented, some momentum-oriented, some general general news as well. You can find it at thestreet.com. CFP Chad Burton. Yes, sir. Got a big event tied towards wealth preservation retirement planning coming up this weekend, Four Points Sheraton. Um, you haven't done a wealth preservation retirement planning seminar in a while. No, it kind of combines our um, 10 pillars of retirement income planning with detail. Okay. Detailed case studies on on how I set up, you know, go through the process of determining how much you spend, how much cash or safe money you need, how long that's going to last in this environment. Because I mean, let's face it, we we have had five years straight up in the stock market. Six We're, years. Six years. Mm-hmm. I guess it has been six years, yeah. um, with one what eleven-ish percent correction or so. Right. Um, we have revenue growth in maybe healthcare and tech with some currency headwinds. A lot of earnings growth, not a lot of revenue growth, and then we have bonds at historical low interest rates. Right. We have central banks continuing to ease around the world. We have slower than expected growth out of China, slowing a little faster than I think people think. It's a scary time to retire. It is because there's a lot of new phrases coming out. Like um, I've seen two articles from you know uh, hedge fund managers recently. Mm-hmm. One of them saying you know gold is trash. Instead, invest in luxury apartments and or art. 
Um, I've seen another person say, you know, gold is trash or bonds are trash. Mm -hmm. You have to go for high yielding dividend stocks where we used to retire and we'd think gold was a nice hedge in retirement. CDs were great because they'd pay a nice interest rate. And, um, you know, cash was king, so to speak. And, you know, your bonds were something you could count on. And now today I think people are intimidated just the concept of a bond. Yeah, I mean, it just... the idea that rates could go even lower, even if the Federal Reserve does nothing, and they're looking for excuses to do nothing, let's face it, um, because they know if they raise interest rates at all and our bonds look more attractive, it's going to have even more currency flow into the U.S., which is going to create a stronger dollar, demand for the dollar. Because if you got euros and you want to get into a 10-year treasury, you got to convert your euros to dollars in order to buy those 10-year treasuries. So I think they're looking for ways not to increase interest rates. I think we're going to be in a low-rate environment for a long period of time. I mean, we've got mortgage rates close to 3.5% again on a 30-year fixed mortgage. So in a sense, that's good. But at the same time, you know, most of my career, people have been able to go out and say, okay, you got a bunch of cash. Go get some tax-free bonds and keep your mortgage because that tax deduction is worth it and your, your bonds are paying so much, it kind of, it kind of offsets the cost of the mortgage. For retired people, that may not be the same thing. There's not much of a tax write-off when you got three and a half percent interest on your mortgage and a bunch of extra cash, and you already have plenty of equities and bonds. These last things going to change. I think everybody's been reading the articles that the old four percent rule is under attack in terms of. It used to be the five percent rule, right? You know, you stuck well five percent age sixty-five. That's probably doable. You can increase your draws every year with inflation as long as you had a balanced portfolio and you didn't make a lot of emotional investing mistakes. You should be okay. Now four percent is challenged. Because uh, you know, stocks have had their run. I'm not saying they can go higher. They can't go higher, obviously. I mean, I think, of course they can. I think 10 years from now, I think stocks will be higher. But um, it's just I think, the, I think the returns are going to be a bit muted in the next 5 to 10 years. It's interesting that you say that because that's putting your out on the limb, so to speak. Um, and again, some people hear that and they'll remember Chad said things were muted. But they'll look at China and see it up 30% in the first three or four months of the year, and they'll be like, ooh, I should be there. Mm-hmm. Or that you get tempted or you, you forget. And like people. And they've been hearing me talk about international for the last six to 12 months. But they'll like, forget that, right? Yeah, right. They'll just hear that statement, you know, returns will be muted. And that's, I think, the danger in retirement. That's probably the number one email that I hate to get. People who are in retirement saying, I just read an article on MSN that said now is the time to sell stocks. <laughs> yeah. And I got that one yesterday. And I'm like, okay, who wrote the article? What stocks do you own? How mm-hmm. old are you? Do you mind corrections? Do you have enough cash to live off? You just don't read an article and make a reaction in your retirement planning. Right. Well, some of the things for long-term clients that I've done before is is I'll save emails like that, those panicky emails or document the calls when, when they wanted out at certain points, let's say in 2008 or nine. And those are the same people that are trying to say, why do I have some extra cash or bonds on the sidelines? The market's doing well. I want to get it all in. I want to get it all in. And then I remind them on how they reacted the last time we had a correction. And we have that, what is your risk number at uh, newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com that that puts it in perspective because a lot of people, once they have a larger portfolio, their risk tolerance actually drops because the 10% are a much larger negative number. So you can go through a process and see, okay, what am I truly comfortable with? And we're finding people that, for, uh, here's here's a very common one. They have portfolios with a RA that rhymes with Isher, sure. very stock heavy. They can't handle a 10% correction. They would freak out and sell everything. 
and they're way out of line for their risk tolerance with, with companies like that. With you on that, we'll talk more of these concepts and more, especially this weekend at a seminar. Money 101, all things financial in the morning. That's four points by Sheraton San Jose Airport, 9 to noon. In the afternoon, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning with CFP Chad Burton, four points Sheraton from 1 to 4. Sign up at robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.